Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Shakespeare. That's deep. You got to be deep to go into Shakespeare, right? I don't know nothing about Shakespeare. Shakespeare in Hamlet made this statement that many of you have heard before. It's this one. This above all, to thine own self, be true. See, some of y'all nerds, the English nerds, the, y'all knew. Okay, I didn't know. I had to look it up. But all right, so then I found another one I like better because it's like uh, Ralph Ellison in The Invisible Man. That's more for my speed. The Invisible Man, he, he wrote this. He said, when I discover who I am, I'll be free. What society knows to be true is this, that until you know who you are, you will struggle to fulfill the destiny and the purpose of your life. And so society has gone on this uh, headlong plunge to discover themselves. They call it self-awareness, right? Now, we also know in Scripture that this can be... uh, Proved, I guess if you want to say it like that, it can be illustrated for us because when Jesus has the discussion with a guy named Simon and he changes his name to Peter, which means the rock, we watch a man live the rest of his life trying to live up to this new identity that Christ has placed on him, right? He discovered who he was. And so we understand that unless we know who we are, then the result is confusion. Now, we also know that in society right now, there are a lot of voices trying to push on us this this identity, all different kinds of identity. And what it's caused is mass confusion because nobody seems to understand who they are. The dilemma is now is that that same confusion about identity has invaded the church. And so now what we see are we see believers walking around not knowing who they are so they have no ability to fulfill the purpose and the destiny of God on their life. Am I right? Okay, so this morning I'm glad that what we can do when we experience any confusion because we know that God is not the author of confusion, we can turn to the author and the finisher of our faith and he will address our identity. And so this morning I'm glad that we can go listen to what Jesus said about us. Nobody else is happy about that, but I'm happy that we can go talk to Jesus and see what he says about us. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look at, uh, if you want to break it down into chapters so it's easier to handle, two and a half chapters uh, that Jesus begins to address who we are. In fact, what he's really saying is this, this is us. I got no fans in the room. This is us, okay? All right, some of y'all know because y'all carry Kleenexes everywhere. Uh, Just cry, cry, cry. I understand. I understand. Some of you have already checked your man card, and and you just weep all by your lonesome for no. You walk in, and your husband's just boohooing. You know, he just watched. This is us, and he's struggling with who he is. Okay. Anyway, uh, Matthew chapter five. All right, Matthew chapter five. We're we're gonna fix that because we're doing a men's event called Bullets and Burgers to help all the men struggling with who they are uh, at the end of this month. All right, so Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Let's listen to what Jesus tells us about us. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Now, I only have one mic, so I can't do a mic drop this morning. Yep, some of y'all catch that later because you've seen the commercial. But anyway, uh, if you're committed, you climb with him. 
all right, the committed climb with him. That one was for free. I didn't charge you for that one, all right. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and he taught his climbing companions. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you can find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you've ever eat, that you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind, and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That is when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You are blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even. For though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds, and you know that you are in good company. My prophets and the witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. Jesus tries to address who we are, and this is what he says. He says, this is us, blessed. That's who we are. That's who we are. Here's the issue. Here's what we do. Here's our issue. Here's our problem. Jesus says that we are blessed. Our dilemma is, is we listen to everybody else. Okay. Too many of us listen to and compare our situations with the confidants around us, our associates, with societal standards. We compare what's going on in our life with all of that, and so we listen to their voices. In fact, because we are such fans of, at least now it's the older folks, fa- Facebook and Instagram, here's the young folks, Instagram and Snapchat, What we allow people to do is make commentary about our life, even they don't know the ins and outs of our life. And we we begin to examine our life, not based on what Jesus said, but upon their dialogue and their, their comments. And then we begin to question, not only if we're blessed, we even come to this conclusion. I'm not blessed, I'm cursed. And Jesus makes this statement. He says, listen, this is who you are. I'm I'm trying to define for you your identity. When the world tries to tell you that you're not blessed, I am saying you are blessed. That's who we are. Let me go back. Let me go back to what Jesus says, and let's see if maybe he gets into our current situation and see if we, he, like it or not, he comes to the same conclusion every time. We're blessed. Let me, let me break it down. He says, we are blessed even if we're at the end of our rope. I figured that might get somebody. Some of us feel like we're just like we've tied a knot and we're holding on, right? You're at wit's end, don't know what you're going to do. And Jesus said, even in that situation, you're blessed. Then he goes on, and I love this one. He says, when you have lost what is most dear to you. Wow. When I have gone through tragedy, when I have gone through significant loss, In that moment, Jesus says, 
I'm still blessed. Then he goes on and he says, uh, when we're content, we're blessed. When we're hungry for God, we're blessed. He goes on and he says, when we're full of cares. That's how some of you walked in this morning. We've been talking about being graceful and prayerful and faithful and powerful, and you walked in careful. And Jesus says, even when you're careful, you're blessed. He goes on and he says, when you're in the middle of conflict, I, I know y'all, all of y'all are just like perfect and get along with everybody and nobody ever gets mad at you, so this one was just for me. When I'm in the middle of conflict, I'm still blessed. When I try to play peacekeeper, anybody, the middle child, how many middle children we got in here? Okay, that's your role. You're the, okay, I, I know, I, I see you. You're always trying to keep the calm and the peace, even in that midst. In the middle of all that, he says, you're blessed. He goes on, it gets deeper because he says, when you're persecuted, you're blessed. He says, when people talk bad about you, you're blessed. When they lie about you, you're blessed. When they discard you, you're blessed. He just keeps layering it on. Then he goes on and he says, when, when people want to get rid of you, you're blessed. In every situation, in just a few moments with his, his committed followers, he looks at them and he says, let me define for you who you are. You are blessed. And you need to know that you're blessed. Jesus tells us that because I think it's, it's important for us to understand that because I think maybe we are more blessed than we comprehend. Okay, Tari, Tari's with me. We are more blessed than we comprehend. We examine our own lives and we make these conclusions that what we're facing is too severe and too harsh and too painful. And we underestimate the power of the blessing that resides on us. The enemy wants us to forget and overlook the fact that we are blessed. And I think the reason he does that is because he understands if that we don't reframe our thinking to view our circumstances through the eyes of the incredible blessing and assurance that Jesus has given us, we will quickly begin to do this. We will question God's goodness. Does that sound familiar to you? All you got to do is turn way back in the beginning of the book and you discover a couple that are in perfect circumstances. Perfect. Like perfect. Nothing wrong. They don't have to work. They're on vacation every day. And you remember what happened? They, over, they underestimate the blessing they are experiencing, and they want more than what they currently have. And the enemy causes them to question the goodness of God. And while some of you are living blessed, you're standing there underestimating all that God has done for you, and you want more, and I need this, and if my wife was like that wife, Okay, and if my girlfriend was like that girlfriend, if my boyfriend, if I had this job instead of my job, then I would be satisfied, and you underestimate just how blessed you are, and then all of a sudden, you begin to question whether God is good and whether he has been faithful to you. That's why in Ephesians chapter 1, we're told this, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That is, that where he says he has blessed us, that, that deals with two things. It, it deals with the past, he's already blessed us, but it carries with it the connotation that the blessing continues. So when you met Jesus, you were blessed, and now he continues to bless you, and we overlook it. 
no matter what we receive or don't receive in this in this temporal world around us, the fact is, is that we have been given everything we need by Christ Jesus. What that means then is that I have access to his righteousness. I have access to his resources. I have access to his privileges. I have access to his power. And so I can, even when I'm going through difficult circumstances and situations in life, I can still go, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. I am blessed. It's important to remember that because that, that, that understanding is why when we're also promised suffering. Now, let's get real. We like it when Jesus promises good stuff. But how many of you know we're also promised suffering? Okay, well, that's, that's, we don't like that in America. That preaches real well in Africa. And we turn our nose up, but, but this is part of the gospel. He, li- he promises us suffering and hardships and trials. But when we read that, we also know that we are We are blessed with all the resources that we need. So how does that work? Well, some of the greatest spiritual blessings in our life come through undesired earthly circumstances. In the moment of great loss, we discover that we're blessed. We must know that we are blessed because when we come to grips with that identity, this is us, we are blessed. When we know that we are blessed, it will impact these things. It will impact our outlook. It will impact our demeanor. I'm going to come back to that word in a second. It will impact our demeanor. It, it, it will impact our attitude. It will impact our, our response. It will impact our cooperation. You say, well, what are you talking about? Unless we know who we are when God works spiritual blessings in our life through difficult situations, then what we, we failed, when we fail to recognize that we are blessed, then what happens is we become bitter if we're not careful and we begin to fight against his working all things together for our good. So we've got to know we're blessed so that when things don't go like we wanted them to go, we also understand that he's working on us. God working on anybody other than me? He's doing it in our lives. We've got to know that we are blessed. So my question for you this morning is simply this. Are you reacting like someone who is blessed or someone who is cursed? See, if we knew that we were blessed, it would demean some of us. Okay, some of y'all get that. Okay, I'm going to help you right here. You know, you, you know, you can declaw a cat, right? Okay, you ought to do other things to a cat, but you can also declaw a cat, all right? Uh, I lost half the crowd, y'all. We're going to have a deliverance service later for those of you that love cats, all right? Um, so you can declaw a cat. All right, if we knew we were blessed, it would demean some of you. <laughs> See, some of you don't want to admit it, but your reaction is that you react to situations and circumstances in particular ways because you've forgotten that you're blessed. And so meanness shows up and you didn't even know it was in there. Like when, when, when the husband forgets to put the seat down, there's meanness that comes out. And, and it could be a demon, but we're not sure. And, uh, uh, but, but we're not sure, and so we won't say it is, but, but it probably is. And, and uh we have help for that too. Uh, or, oh, I'm grounded. Oh Lord. Uh, when, when, when the, when the. <laughs> never mind. I believe I'm, I'm digging a hole. That I. We just need to pray for people to be demeaned. Okay. Just pray. I'm playing. She's great. Uh, we got to determine how we react. If we knew we were blessed, how would we respond to that? 
For instance, if we knew we were blessed, then when we were attacked, we would stand. But if we don't know we're blessed when we're attacked, what we want to do is we want to do one of two things. We either want to retaliate or we want to retreat. But if we knew we were blessed, we would know no weapon formed against us will prosper. If we knew we were blessed, then when we are lied about and when people spitefully use us, we would, we would just stand there and go, you know what, I don't have to defend myself. I'm blessed. You don't have to like it. You can lie about it, but I'm blessed. But if we don't know that we're blessed and they lie about us, you know what we want to do. We want to throat punch them, right? We have a training course for that, but how to properly throat punch. Y'all, that's, y'all are too serious for me. All right, so, so. That's the, but, but if we don't know we're blessed, we, we don't respond correctly. If we don't know we're blessed, then, then what happens is, is, is this. is When we begin to struggle, what we want to do is we want to give up and throw in the towel. I just can't handle this anymore. It's too difficult. And if we knew we were blessed, what we would do is we'd go, you know what? I trust the Lord. And I can endure this because I know he's working it together for my good. So we've got to understand, we've got to examine our situation and realize that even if our situation is undesirable and uncomfortable, we are still blessed. Have you ever met one of those people when you ask them how they're doing? They always respond like this, blessed. That's how I know how to throat punch properly because those kind of people drive you nuts, right? You see them all the time, how you doing? Blessed. And it just makes, just makes and I thought about that. I began to think about that and examine that statement. That is not a trite statement. That is, in fact, a very accurate articulation of who we are. They have come to this understanding of who we really are. And when they say, I'm blessed, they're telling the truth. And it gets under our skin. Okay. So, so we need to understand that we are blessed. So what does that mean? That means that that. that when people look at us and they go, your life is hard. We go, yeah, but I'm blessed. When they look at you and go, but you've lost everything. Yeah, but I'm blessed. You lost the love of your life. I know. Didn't like it. Wasn't the path I chose. Wouldn't go through it. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But you need to know, I'm blessed. Lost my job. I know, but I'm blessed. It is an accurate articulation of who we are. I am blessed in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trials. It never changes. This does not, that none of that changes who we are. We're blessed. The reason that is so important is because until we embrace that we are blessed, we cannot be a blessing. That was good. Amen, myself. Until we know that we are blessed, we cannot be a blessing. Because this is how it works. If I don't know I'm blessed, then when I'm sick, if I see somebody else that's sick, I have no ability to bless them in their sickness because I'm focused on my sickness. But if I know I'm blessed, even though I'm sick, I can see somebody else struggling with a physical issue, and I can step in and help them, understanding that I'm so blessed that I can't help but help somebody that's sick. It, that, that means that when I walk in and I see somebody that's downcast, even if I'm struggling to smile today, even if I don't want to say I'm blessed today, even if my countenance is just not what it normally is, and I walk in and I see somebody struggling, 
in the midst of my pain because I know I'm blessed. This is us. I'm blessed. Then I can in turn reach out and help somebody else when they're downcast. That means even though I'm limping, I can help somebody else that needs support. We've got to know we're blessed. So this is important this morning. You know I don't normally deal with the Greek, but but I think this is important. And so as I butcher this Greek, please uh, stay with me. The Greek word in this passage where Jesus says over and over and over and over again, in every circumstance, you're blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed. The Greek word there for blessed is this word, makarioi, which means it gives us the understanding of how we can come to this conclusion we're blessed. It means fully satisfied. That's what the word means. So you do understand that when Jesus says you are blessed, you are fully satisfied, that changes everything for us because now we understand that we are blessed regardless of what we have in the temporal world. Doesn't matter that my car's broken down, I'm still blessed because I'm fully satisfied. Doesn't matter if I've lost the one I love the most, it doesn't matter because I'm fully satisfied in Jesus. I'm trying to help you this morning. doesn't matter if you hate your job. You're still fully satisfied. You can still be fully satisfied in Jesus. What you're going through has no bearing on the fact that you can be fully satisfied. So this morning, how do we get there? How do we get to this place where we understand the blessing that we have? Well, I think the best way personally is to turn to Scripture because Paul apparently had a great understanding of us. Because in Romans chapter 8, he begins to say these things to us to try to illustrate this for us and to drive it home. He says this in Romans chapter 8, he says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or does it mean he no longer loves us if we are persecuted? Or if we're hungry? Or if we're destitute? Or if we're in danger, or if we're threatened with death. As scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Now listen to what he says. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Then he says this, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. We're blessed. Neither death, we're blessed, nor life were blessed. Neither angels were blessed, nor demons were blessed. Neither our fears were blessed for today, nor our worries about tomorrow were blessed. Not even the powers of hell, because we're blessed, can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, because we're blessed. No above or in the earth below, indeed, because we're blessed. Nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are blessed. And so maybe this morning you go, well, Scripture just doesn't do it for me. Maybe. Maybe you're in that boat. So maybe if, maybe if I don't do it with Scripture, maybe if I do it with song, I could help you come to this place. Y'all thinking I'm getting ready to sing a special, aren't you? You're scared. Uh, No, (laughs) no, you would not be blessed. (laughs) Uh, But but maybe this would resonate like this. Maybe we would just reflect. We've been doing this lately. I think it helps us to remember that we're blessed. When peace, like a river, attendeth my way. When sorrows, 
sea billows roar. It's the sand. We sand when it's bad. But when, when sorrow is overtaking my, my whole life and I feel like I'm going under, whatever my life, whatever I'm going through, thou has taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless. We're helpless, y'all. Let him regard my helpless estate and with shed his blood for my soul. It is well. It is well. With my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. We're blessed. It's nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. And then he finishes and he says this. It is well. It is well with my soul. What, what, what is the author saying? He was reflecting what Paul had said. He's just basically trying to convince us by saying it is well. It is well. It is well with my soul. What's he say? He's saying, this is us. We're blessed. We're blessed. Sing it with me. Yeah. 
declare that this morning. And through it all, through it all, my eyes, Jesus, are on you. And through it all, through it all, is well. Through it all, and through it all, yes, through it all, my eyes are on you. And through it all, through it all, is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. It is well. It is well. Father, this morning. I pray that we would re-examine the condition of our life. I pray that you would silence the voices of those around us that may say we're not blessed. I pray that we would silence the voices that are saying to us that we're, we really don't have that kind of position or status with you. I pray that those of us that understand that we're blessed, I pray that we would be very careful that we don't underestimate the significance of our blessedness. Even when things don't go the way we want. I pray that we would be very secure. This is us. I'm blessed. I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. If you're here this morning and you'd say, Steve, here's my struggle. Things have gone so badly in my life, or maybe I'm going through such a significant challenge that it's very hard for me to embrace the fact that I'm blessed. Listen, we've all been there. I've gone through things in my own life where I go, I don't know if I'm really blessed right now. This is not what I signed up for. We're all there. We've all been there. If that's you, would you do this? There's no shame, no embarrassment in that. I just know that there are moments in our life when those of us that know we're blessed need to help those that are struggling to know they're blessed. And so would you do this? Would you very quickly step out from where you are and come and stand right here so that we can pray? No shame, no embarrassment, no less than. It's just that in this moment you're struggling to deal with whether I'm really blessed or not. Anybody else that would say, that's me? I, I just need to know. I just need to be reassured that I'm blessed. Anybody else? Just a moment longer. We're not going to wait long. Anybody else? Now, can I get you to do me a favor? Those of you that would say, I know I'm blessed. You're one of those that every time somebody says, how, you, how are you? I'm blessed. Because you know you're blessed. Doesn't mean your life is perfect. Doesn't mean you're not enduring hardship at this moment. It just means you know you're blessed. If that's you and you feel led by the Holy Spirit, would you step out right now and come and surround our sisters? Our sisters need some help this morning. And as Julie sings that it is well, would you help me just begin to pray that it will be well, that they will come to an understanding that they're so blessed they, they don't even know how blessed they are. Would you do that? And if, if you don't feel like you can come forward this morning right there where you are, would you just join Julie and sing? It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. 
To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.